0: Listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, Episode 386. Kayla Lords here with the one, the only, the I think thought you were about to sneeze, but caught yourself. John Brownstone. Yeah. <laughs> there was that quick intake of breath, yep. and then we're recording, and your eyes got wide. <laughs> I was like, is I was it like I'm not going to let this out.
1: I'm not going to let this out. I'm not going to let
0: it out. <laughs> Which just means it'll come out at the weirdest fucking I'm time. Not five. right. This <laughs> is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's not at all what we're talking about this week, though. <laughs> We're going to talk about submission and pleasure. It's not meant to be a thing that continues on from last week's episode. We actually thought mm-hmm. about this topic at the same time, but separate from yeah. talking about pleasure doms or whatever. But it does it does feel like it, it fits. I even have ranted in my head a couple times whoa, thinking whoa, whoa, whoa. about some stuff. I think we're going to say what Here we go. the vast majority of folks already know, but it's like, no, but let's give it its own fucking episode. That, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, yeah, mission and pleasure. Yes, yes, let's talk about it. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Monday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. Show notes are found at net come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, that stands for podcast, y'all. LovingBDSMPC on Instagram and threads at that handle I will forever fucking hate. LovingDS and the number one, so at LovingDS1 or on YouTube at youtube.com slash LovingBDSM where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes okay let me double check i don't think i have any like announcement announcements no no we're just gonna jump straight into it (laughs) so this week's topic is about being submissive and a submissive's pleasure whatever that will mean um i really think Mm -hmm. that the main point of this uh, could be a five minute podcast (laughs) (laughs) but you know i'm sure i'm sure we've got some things to say um and this is something we have said in many, 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 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um The Probably the episode that's most related to this topic is episode 184 uh, about getting your needs met in a DS relationship. And of course, one of those needs for submissives is pleasure. And for the person who's going to go, why are we just talking about submissive's pleasure? What about Dom's pleasure? The reason we're talking about this is because of the consistent stereotype. And, and I consider it a stereotype that the only pleasure that matters is the dom's pleasure. Doms take what they want. Doms get what they want. Submissives give their doms what the doms want. It, you know, my pleasure is your pleasure is very common in a lot of uh, kinky fiction, which, and can be exciting, <laughs> you know, when that's mm-hmm. the mutual desire, but like, Yes, and also no. <laughs> I mean, to the extent that there had to be a term pleasure dom, which does mostly focus on sexual pleasure, like as if it is some revelation that the submissive is getting pleasure. Like, I'm not, uh, don't get me started on last week's topic again. I, when I say don't get me, I mean me, mm-hmm. don't get me started. Um, so it's like, let let's just, let's just talk about this now. I've been doing a lot of reading. It's escapism. I, I need to go into a fictional world because the real world is just a little much. Um, and <laughs> in the current series, I'm I'm basically binging. Um, can you binge read? Is that, I don't know, but I feel like I am. I came across a line that I went, "Ooh, this is a thing I'm trying to express. And this author said it way better than I did. No. And uh, let me just put the disclaimer on that. You should not use kinky fiction as a fucking guidebook. But, you know.
1: Every once in a while, you find a gem.
0: Writers, are, like, they are they professionally put words and thoughts together in ways that are supposed to resonate. And this one did. Um, and the quote from from the book, the series is the Beyond series by Kit. Is it Rocha? Rocha? I don't know how they say their last name. It's actually a writing duo. And that's mm-hmm. the pseudonym. Either way book is from Beyond Solitude which is a good book. It says granting him power trusting in the implicit promise that he'd give her something in return. And mm-hmm. that is the fucking point that I'm constantly trying to make that when the sub hands over control to their dom in whatever way that means sexually you know mm-hmm. uh Uh, over your daily life, over the scene, whatever, whatever, that you're handing over control so that the Dom is gonna get what they want out of this. And the implicit and quite frankly, needs to be explicit promise is you as the submissive partner are getting something back you're getting something mm-hmm. in return you're getting your needs fulfilled like we've talked about Great. way back in episode 184 for the record anybody doing math that was over 200 episodes ago <laughs> <laughs> um, but all, one of those needs is pleasure now how that pleasure gets defined is gonna be unique to each of us right. what causes pleasure It's going to be unique to us. The type of pleasure is quite frankly, possibly gonna be unique to the situation because I as a submissive experience pleasure in multiple ways that are not just one type of pleasure, mm-hmm. but let us just have it on the record and have one whole fucking episode where we say in no uncertain fucking terms, submissives should be experiencing pleasure too based on how they're defining pleasure, based on what they want to experience. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean done. Episode's done. I said the thing. There we go. <sighs> let's, <laughs> let's talk about it. Um so before I get into I I tried to be like organized and you know. There was a time in my life I was the most organized human being I knew. That Uh, that time has passed. uh Uh, (laughs) No comment. I don't know who that girl (laughs) was. Just in general about the concept. Like, what are your thoughts? Other than, yes, you're right. We already know. I know you agree with me. Yeah.
1: That's a given. Um, One of the things that that came to mind while you were talking. Ranting. Talking. (laughs) (laughs) um, Is the fact that I think that is... Kind of where uh, empathy as a dominant Mm -hmm. is important Mm -hmm. because I think you need to have that empathy to understand, to be able to give back.
0: Right. To understand that, uh, now I do think submissives need to get better at being very explicit about the pleasure they're trying to experience. Mm -hmm. But that even if it is not explicitly explained to a dom, the dom understands that... Okay, I'm doing the thing I want to do, but at some point in this, there needs to be some form of pleasure for my partner. I mean, there Mm -hmm. are times you're going at it, like in an impact scene, it's all sting. It's all burn. It's all the sensations I don't like. The pleasure I'm experiencing in that moment has nothing to do with the sensations. The (laughs) sensations are entirely not pleasurable. Mm -hmm. The pleasure... Sometimes I'm not consciously aware of the pleasure because I'm mostly focusing on how I don't like that sensation, but the pleasure comes from the submission. The pleasure comes from your pleasure. And it is valid for a submissive Mm -hmm. to say, my pleasure is my Dom's pleasure. My thing is I refuse. I refuse, somebody's gonna argue with me. I don't care. I refuse to believe that always, all the time, for the rest of your life as a submissive, that that should be the only pleasure you receive. I think it could be a a good portion of it, sure. Mm -hmm. I'm happy when my is happy. There are a lot of things you're doing to me that I consent to that are not my favorite. Mm -hmm. And I allow it because you like it and you getting to do what you want does bring me a form of pleasure. It makes me happy. Mm -hmm. Happiness is is a form of pleasure for anybody who's confused. But that doesn't mean that if that was all I ever experienced was sensation that I don't love, but I tolerate for the sake of the person who does love it, eventually, what I would be experiencing is not pleasure, it'd be resentment because i would be like, I don't, I don't, this is, I, I want more than this. I contain multitudes mm-hmm. as do all submissives. <laughs> you contain multitudes. Um, but yeah, I mean, the that you know that, so you don't take advantage of that. So like this scene might be all stinging pain. Mm-hmm. The next scene will be something else or the spanking might be stinging pain, but then... What you do to genitals, nipples, my hair, whatever is a sensation I like because you Mm -hmm. got what you wanted. So you then make sure
1: you get what you want. Right.
0: And how does he know what I want? Well, that's the communication part. I've told him (laughs) (laughs) Um, I react. I do my best to react. I'm not always reactive. Like when it's like wild and crazy, then I'm loud as fuck. And (sighs) I've had to train myself not to be. But sometimes I kind of get lost in the moment and I have to make sure at some point that I'm expressing to JB, I liked that. Now it's oftentimes after, oh, I liked that. He was like, yeah, you got quiet there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I was just, I was just in and out. I was listening out. You were in the zone. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's another form of communication Mm -hmm. to have to tell your partner, your dom, what feels good what you like. Yeah. I remember early days to kind of get me used to having that conversation cuz like mm-hmm. all other communication and it's a skill you have to learn you have to practice. You would ask me point blank what did you like about that? Yeah. What did you enjoy? Mm-hmm. Um and I think, you know, I I couldn't appreciate it at the time but I I can now looking back. You never assumed that because my body reacted away that I must have enjoyed it. You still checked in, we still mm-hmm. did kind of a debrief. Yeah. Early days for us, after anything we did, there would come a point or, you know, once we were both like fully in our bodies <laughs> <laughs> and had caught our breath <laughs> and get hold of conversation, we were gonna talk about the thing we did. Yeah. Sexually or just kink, it didn't matter. Um, and so I was sort of forced to learn how to go, oh, that that thing you did with your tongue? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I. Was I screaming like I had been possessed? I just let you know when I scream like that, that means good things, you know. But you you checked in to double check to assess yeah. if what you read in me was
1: correct. Correct.
0: Yeah. Um, you gave me the opportunity to go, and, and it was a strange feeling the first few times. <laughs> to go, okay, I really like this, but you know that one thing that you did right there? I mean, it was fine, but it wasn't my favorite. But this Mm -hmm. thing you did over here, oh, I I really liked that, that was great. That's how we could get to a point where he knows what toys I'm not gonna love, but I will accept. And so then you can gauge, okay, what do I do after? She, She submitted to a sensation she does not like. What do I give her later? I don't know. I don't know how you think about. it. Is it to make up for it, or is it just in addition to? Because you're like, okay, I got what I want. Now it's our turn. Balance the scales. Yeah. Are you consciously aware of that when you're?
1: I try. I try to be yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: It also means that if something that once did give me pleasure is not giving me pleasure, I also have to speak up because, especially long term, we've been together forever. He's <laughs> not forever, but you know feels that way. Right, okay, I was gonna let you say it. I'd I'd be the bitch if I said it, but it's fine if you say it. You know, he has developed techniques in how to touch me, to arouse me sexually, right? Mm -hmm. To um, give me a certain type of pain or sensation that I usually respond to. If I stop responding to it the same way that I usually do, it no longer feels maybe as good as it once Mm -hmm. did. It is my responsibility to speak up. Now, if I can tolerate it while we're in scene, I won't say anything because for me, some I do derive pleasure simply from submitting, simply from taking what happens as long as it's within my bounds, my boundaries. Um, but later I'm gonna have to go, okay, uh, you know that moment where you touched me there and you did that thing with that one finger and it was like, uh, 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 that, that's not feeling the same way it used to, right? I have <laughs> to say that because I have to own my own pleasure and express what does or does not cause pleasure in order for JB to um, provide pleasure that I want because I don't just get my pleasure from submission. I do get a lot of it. I feel, and pleasure can mean a lot of things, happiness, satisfaction, sexual arousal sometimes. Sometimes I just, I feel special. I feel like you're special girl, which is why I get cranky when something happens. And for a minute, I don't feel like you're special girl. Because <laughs> huh. I am a, a validation seeker from, from uh, <laughs> way fucking back. Um. So it is impossible to talk about every single way a submissive can derive pleasure one because mm-hmm. we're not all alike two because it is the the spectrum of human experience right like one person's pleasure is another person's ick right that's the whole sure. thing about kinks and fetishes anyway something someone some activity is going to make you real happy and I'm going to go get the fuck away from me <laughs> and so it is entirely impossible to talk about them all or to even categorize all the things under one umbrella but I did try <laughs> for the sake of this.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I If I had a professor
0: student fantasy, I'd be like, "Oh, am I am I boring you, Mr. Brownstone?" <laughs> I don't have that fantasy. <laughs>
1: And you suck at role play, I so. suck at role
0: play. Oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. One day I would like to explore why that is so hard for me, mm-hmm. but I don't fucking have time. Anyway, so I tried to break up some of these and the common things I could think of, and as always, it's inherently personal because it's things I understand that yeah. bring me pleasure. The point of this is one, to remind folks that there's different forms of pleasure. I think some people get very caught up in the sexual pleasure Forgetting Mm -hmm. one of two things. One, that's not the only type of pleasure. And two, that not everybody is, this is not a sexual thing for everybody. Sometimes it can be platonic, it can be whatever, and just not be sexual, which is why I continue to get annoyed at the pleasure dom thing, because anyway, (laughs) we did that whole episode. I've already screamed into the microphone about that. So I've broken it down the way I could think of it into four categories. But please, 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 JB, darling dear, if you think I've missed something, let's talk about it. I know the live Mm -hmm. chat will tell me if I've missed something. So the first one, serving. Now Mm -hmm. serving can mean a lot of things. Um, I'm thinking of this from a service submissive perspective. I am Mm -hmm. a service sub. Um, I had like a wild thought the other day thinking about service submission. And I was like, wait, we talk about service tops, but I was like, wait, Is there a service dom? Is that what pleasure dom really is? It is a service dom? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I I was having wild thoughts in the middle of the night. (laughs) So (laughs) serving looks like a lot of different things. Um, Sometimes people default, especially in hetero appearing power exchange, um, where the... Uh, female is this as female sub that serving is domestic, it's all the domestic activities. Yeah, but serving is doing something for or on behalf of your partner that they want you to do for them. All right, there's all kinds of service. I, um, there's and I don't know the details of these because they're not my kinks and I don't have practice. There's cigar service, there's mm-hmm. boot blacking, yep. there is, uh, this hits multiple ones but human furniture that's a service somebody's literally using your body to prop their feet up to sit on to hold a tray like whatever um, that can be that's that's many things it falls under different categories but right. that's a service for me the way i think of service is taking care of you i'm being of mm. service that there is a lot of domestic labor in that um, for us, but not completely, because we share a lot of the domestic tasks. Correct. You know, We share cooking, we share washing dishes, we share laundry, we share grocery shopping. We share uh, The only part of grocery shopping we don't share is I make the list. <laughs> 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 we even got to the point, because I just could not um, take on one more sort of mental load thing, that now I don't do all the meal planning by myself. We share that as well. So when I say I'm serving, I'm taking care of, I'm mm. doing for JB. And there are times that the first way I would describe that is not pleasurable. <laughs> it is, um in a not at all negative way, it's a duty, it's a responsibility, it's a sense of obligation in a way that I don't want anybody to take negatively. I agreed to do this thing, it is not a hard limit, it is not physically taxing or impossible to do, so therefore I'm going to do it. But I get a huge sense of satisfaction over that. And sometimes I Mm -hmm. get genuine, happy pleasure from it. Like, look at me, I did the thing. It helps that Mm -hmm. he says, thank you. He says, good girl. I have absolutely roasted him when I'm like aware that the dog (laughs) has gotten more good girls than the submissive. Oops. (laughs) Oops. <laughs> have, and if you don't think I don't bring that up, you haven't been here long enough. Do I do it in a sassy, fun, playful way? Yeah, I do. Because it it I can we can joke about it, right? Like if it was like a serious problem and I was feeling really resentful and like I was he wasn't showing gratitude at all, it would be a we need to talk kind of thing. But it's it's usually one of those that sort of human experience of you get used to how somebody behaves with you and is with you. And it's not that you don't appreciate them or you've fully taken them for granted, like you just don't even know they exist. It's that it just becomes part of the norm. And so then you forget, you know, to say Mm -hmm. thank you or to acknowledge every so often. If he said thank you every, after every fucking thing I do around here.
1: It would lose its meaning. It would
0: lose its meaning. And I would be like, I love you so much, but shut the fuck up. I can't, I can't. If he did good girl after every fucking thing. It would lose its meaning. But what I have found is, I don't notice it as much when it's a semi-regular thing. But I notice mm. the lack. Oh
1: uh, yeah. Right. Okay.
0: And a a calm, and we've talked about this under I think the service sub uh, episode and we've talked about it and you know advocating for your needs and burnout. We talked about it in a lot of places. Yeah. But if I ha- if I go too long without acknowledgement of the things I do, that's when resentment. Builds, and then I'm not feeling pleasure from mm. it anymore, right? Now I'm feeling obligation in the negative sense and the, this is drudgery and I just have to fucking do it. And actually I don't, it's a choice, right? I mean, there was a time I did most of the domestic tasks around here and then that yeah. didn't work for life and we renegotiated. And now mm-hmm. it's a it's a much more even split in certain areas. But the pleasure, the pleasure is not just in the acknowledgement. I can already hear cranky people who are like, well, why should we thank you for a thing that you said you would do? Oh, fuck you. I hate that shit. Mm. That's why we have a whole episode on gratitude. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But my initial pleasure is in the doing the thing. Right. I feel I f- just feel really fucking good that I did the thing. Look, I take a lot of self-pride in myself. I get satisfaction from knowing I did a good damn job. I know I make his coffee better than he does. He didn't have to tell me that, but it was appreciated when he did. Uh, it sort of verified what I was like, "Oh, I'm pretty sure I'm making this better." Cuz I just know I have the I've got it down. Um so I get pleasure from that. I get pleasure from knowing I've done the thing. Then I get pleasure from the semi-regular in whatever way it comes, gratitude and acknowledgement. That's, Mm. there's pleasure in those things. Sometimes an act of service is a thing I didn't really want to do. It's sort of like stinging pain. I don't really want stinging pain, but I can tolerate it. I don't really want to help you with your foot care, right? Like it's not my favorite (laughs) thing to help him take care of his feet. I got a a foot thing. I'm like, it's not a fetish. It's whatever the opposite of a fetish is, that's me. But I love him and I'm gonna do it. And it's service, right? Like it's, I want to help him. I want to take care of him. I want to do the things for him. So there are times when it's like, uh, the pleasure I feel is not in being nose to toenail with you. It's not, it's really not. (laughs) It's in the knowing that I could do it for you. It's in how you are, when you know I'm doing a thing, I would never offer to do on my own. (laughs) 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 That you are the only human being alive who could ask for this and get the help for it. Mm -hmm. Um, You acknowledge it and show gratitude in more over obvious ways, you know yeah. I did it because you asked, right? Mm-hmm. And so no, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna volunteer it, y'all. He's got to ask me if he wants it, but I'll do it every fucking time, you know. Yeah. I, for me, outside of Power Exchange, if he asked for a thing I just did not want to do, I would find a way maybe to help him get it done as long as I didn't have to do it. As his submissive though, as a service submissive, I'm gonna go, yep yep i'll i will do that i will do it let's let's go we'll do the thing right that you know when i think of service there for me it's all kinds of forms of pleasure and i think most people think when they think pleasure they think screaming orgasms yes we'll get to that okay <laughs> um they think arousal they think erotic pleasure and that is a huge part of kink and pleasure together mm. like there's but there's so much more to it and it's so much more nuanced. And that's the thing I th- that I think gets forgotten when we're talking about submissives getting what they need from something, you know? True, like true. I could not have as a, a baby submissive explained the pleasure. I couldn't have like mm. broken it down right. and gone. I'd have just been like, I just feel so good. This just makes me happy. And quite frankly, if that's all, the only thing you can ever express that's fine. You Not everybody has to live in their head the way I live in my head. <laughs> I'm not sure I recommend it. Um, <laughs> it's a scary place up there. Um, but it's, it's all this time later that I can go, okay, let's pick this apart. I'm getting, the pleasure I get is deep satisfaction. It's, you know, service. It's yeah. having my own uh, internal sc- scratch itched you know i want to be the one who takes care of you i get really mm-hmm. pissy when you either try to do it yourself or somebody else tries to do it that's not your fucking job that's she, my job
1: she she has oh. this huff and a sigh that is unbelievable and yeah it it comes out uh, when she sees me doing something i should have asked help help
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. I'm. For me, this one is is murky because service is so tied up in my submission. Mm-hmm. But I do want to like break out just submission as a concept as pleasure, right? Okay. And this. Submission is the umbrella, so it could be serving, it could be the next things we're talking about, sex it could be sensations, it could be whatever. But to me, submission is you tell me to do a thing or you ask me mm-hmm. and I do it. And it's not always service, it's not always sexual, Um, or it can be submitting to, sen- when we get to it, sensations, that I don't love, I'm submitting to your mm-hmm. will. And I think that for newer subs who maybe. Those newer subs who haven't parsed out, you know, in yeah. detail what they want, they just want to submit. I I think this is like the, the gateway <laughs> kink pleasure for a lot of newer submissives, Not all, you know. Some will have a, a better way of ex- expressing it and, and understanding, and maybe they got more education about kink. Mm-hmm. But the you know, my first realization that oh shit, I'm submissive came from either watching stuff or reading other people's experiences fictional or not of just giving up the control right Mm. the not having to decide the no thoughts just vibes the i want what you want type of thing and that pleasure can be all the forms of pleasure Mm -hmm. right there is the sexual and the arousal and the erotic there's just the happiness you know um afterwards when i submit to to what you want even if it's something I never would have chosen for myself, I absolutely do get a sense of satisfaction. I can be very proud of myself for taking or doing, especially since in my case, we know I got a mouth on me and we know I usually have a million questions. And so, my <laughs> on a good day, <laughs> my pleasure in the sense the pride and sense of satisfaction is, "Ooh, look, I did not ask." all the questions that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just did the thing. And there's there's submission in scene, right? When mm-hmm. you're like, get on your knees, crawl to me, right. um, bend over or, oh God, when you get into, we'll get to it with sensations, but you start pinching nipples and all I want to do is run the fuck away. And you're like, <laughs> don't move. And I just don't move. Like <laughs> that oh. is, <laughs> You doing okay, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Doing great. <laughs> I might be in for a very good evening, is what I'm gathering from your expression. One, and one never knows. Just have um, to wait and see. The place <laughs> I think people get tripped up in pleasure from pure submission is when... I think it's perfectly fine for a submissive at any level, at any point, with any partner they trust, to mm-hmm. say, in general or from time to time, I want what you want. Okay? Mm-hmm. However, my criticism of that, my critique, my warning to my fellow submissive is at some point out of scene, when you're not like all up in your head with all the kinkery going on, right? And all the fuckery. You have to think more in depth about what you mean by that because, (laughs) and you have to make sure that you have clearly expressed boundaries and limits because I can say to you, I, I want whatever you want, do what you want. I have Mm -hmm. absolutely gone, do what you want, right? But it's with the knowledge and the trust that you know what my limits are. True. I know from experience you're gonna stay within those, like the fence line Mm -hmm. of whatever I've said is acceptable. Right. And the thing I don't control is what order, the exact type, because especially after this amount of time of playing together, you know what I tolerate versus what I genuinely adore. True. And so when I say do what you want, that means I'm saying, sure, this whole scene is just stuff I tolerate because the pleasure I'm getting is is in that he, he got what he wanted, whatever that was, and I could take it, I could handle it, I endured it. Like I, I think some people get like really in their feelings when you say that sometimes I'm just trying to endure this moment. <laughs> I am enduring it as an act of submission, and it is the submitting that makes me happy, that makes me feel satisfied. That gives me a sense of accomplishment and Mm -hmm. pride.
1: So now I'm I'm curious, uh, between, and this question covers both, if not all, Mm. um, you know, serving as a pleasure, submission, submission as a pleasure. um, Is that enough in and of itself? can be to to satisfy and give you pleasure.
0: It can be. I think that's going to be all of this is unique to the individual. It can be. The um for me it's about I don't I want to say quantity, but it's sort of the if all I ever did was endure. Mhm. It's sort of like if all I ever did was do things that I tolerate, like that I tolerate, right? Yeah. If that's all we ever did, I think for me, and I think for most people, eventually you hit a point where you're like, but there's this thing I really crave and I really want. And this thing is either, I'm still tolerating it. Maybe I'm tolerating it better, but there's never been the, I really enjoy this kind of factor Mm -hmm. or, there's the but there's all these other ways of playing and we're not exploring them or these there's all these other ways of doing things and we're not exploring, not exploring. them, mm-hmm. which is the danger of not expressing yourself to your partner, fellow submissives, about what you like and what you don't like. And I don't, yeah. you know, the only time you're going to hear me speak up in scene or in the moment <laughs> is if. It's like the bad kind of pain, right? That I'm like, oh right. shit, that's like injury level pain. I, I mm-hmm. don't want that pain. Yeah,
1: crook or yeah. out
0: of out of the boundaries pain, right? Mm-hmm. We've crossed we've crossed the fence line. No, no. <laughs> or if it's a thing that's happening that I could see causing A problem Like Mm. in bondage, if you've tied me in a way and now something's gone. Like we can't, he could not at this point until I get all my neck and arms and stuff checked out. He could not tie up my arms (laughs) at all. I would immediately feel a distressing kind of pain. But it's my job to speak up in that moment. But when we're talking about the... I've, I've tolerated a sensation because I know it makes you happy. I've endured a thing that I don't love for the sense of satisfaction of having endured it. My job outside of the scene, outside of the like hot and heavy power exchange moment, when we're like just chilling in our day and our and, like just mm-hmm. even keeled level-headed is to say, hey, let's talk about this. Here are some things I want you to know. I am very, and I don't think I'm alone in this, I'm very cognizant and very insecure about expressing my needs and them not coming across as a criticism. Uh, That's something for me and a therapist in the future, Um, but also because I'm a raging people pleaser, but also I'm a sub to a dom who I don't ever want to be telling him what he should do, but also I have an obligation to myself and to him to tell him what I like and don't like. Right? right. The thing is, is I don't tell him what he should do. I give him the information right. so that we update the menu options mm-hmm. of what you can do to Kayla. <laughs> <And> that <then laughs> She will either tolerate and endure for you or that she will love the fucking mm-hmm. hell out of. And that's my job to give him that information and then because he is the person he is and we've developed the trust that we have and he's already proven this to me, I know he will take that information in right. and adjust for me. Mm-hmm. And so for anybody who wants to be a keyboard warrior and tell me about how that's stopping from the bottom, fuck you. Because it ain't. <laughs> right.
1: I, and, and we talked about this between you and I, I think last week. Um, you know, telling me what you like Mm-hmm. and what you don't like, mm-hmm. I do not see as topping from the bottom.
0: No. Okay? It's, it's not. And, and it, <laughs> right. It's not that you it, don't it, have to it's, see. It's just yeah, not. It,
1: it's not. But, you know, the, the point I'm trying to make is, you know, and and the way we, we talked about it, because I was like, all right, you know, if if you told me you wanted a spanking, Okay. You want a spanking. It's up to me to create how the spanking is done.
0: And when it occurs. And, and
1: when it occurs. You're not telling me at this time of day, I want to be over your knee. I want to be hit with this implement. You know, that is.
0: The funny thing is, is, I can say that to you, but I can also say that to you knowing that one, I whatever I've just dictated with all those details, not getting it, not getting it, not getting it that way. But I am free to do that. And it is still taken in as information to store and use later when you've decided and there's right. So that's the thing. Submission as pleasure. And again, like you said, it comes under all of the other parts. I've got serving sex and sensations, lots Mm -hmm. of S words here. (laughs) Um, I'm reminded of the fact that I had a lisp as a child and I wonder if I still do. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) um, the, the thing about that is that's where I can derive the pleasure mm-hmm. because of the trust, because you take it seriously. I tell you what I'm looking for or what I no longer like or what I wish I would, you know, we could experience. We t- did that a few mm-hmm. weeks ago when we were like, this is the kind of scene, this is the vibe I'd like, this yeah. is the thing I'd like to experience. And I was not able to articulate like real detailed stuff. I'm That goes back to the, my my mind goes blank, I can't initiate. <laughs> but i could describe what i would like to try to experience and give yes. examples of how i think that might work the submission comes from i give him that information and then when he's ready to pull it out and do something with it it's a it's sometimes and i'm going to say this and i don't mean this in a negative way i hope some somebody else out there can relate we will do something kinky sexy whatever and it, and he will have decided right and it, he always makes sure it's good for me in some way. Either I'm i am happy and satisfied that I endured, or hey, I got an orgasm that I like, or I felt a sensation I really liked, like, whatever it is. At the end, there's always something about it that I'm like, yes, that I derive pleasure from that. At the same time, there are times that I'm all up in my little head, especially after I've been reading all these fucking books about exactly what I'd like to experience. And so I'm gonna use this word and I don't mean it as strongly as you would interpret, mm-hmm. there is a mild, mild level of disappointment, not in a way that I'm dissatisfied. I'm not unhappy with anything mm-hmm. that happened. It's more of the, oh, well, if I was in total control of this, X, it would Y, hap- Z, and would it, have... would
1: it would happen this way. Right. Yeah.
0: And so then that goes back to, it's almost, it's almost like your own personal test of am I really a submissive? Because it's like, <laughs> am I- Dissatisfied enough to want the freedom to dictate these things, and I don't. I don't mm-hmm. because all I have to do is, in the non-kink, non-sex moment, go, hey, you know how we've been playing like this for a while? It's great. I love it. And you know me, I'm people pleaser. I'm gonna make sure mm-hmm. you know that I was not unhappy before I then do the critique sandwich of, yeah, here's what I'm missing. Here's what I would really like to experience that and then again and then i step back and he decides and then and he's not perfect okay he's human he might forget that i said something we might go two or three more scenes and i'm not i'm not seeing the thing that i wish i would see outside of the scene i'm going to check in again hey did you and and sometimes he's gone oh shit i forgot cuz it happens mm-hmm. So, thankfully I derive pleasure just from the act of submission. I, and pleasure is such a wonky word cuz it encompasses so much, right? Like I didn't maybe get off on it, but I certainly felt good at the mm-hmm. end of it. Pleasure for me is not is so much more than sexual or erotic. It's 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 the yeah, that was good. I'd do that again. I'm going to keep going. It's a it's a reaffirmation of oh yeah, this is the role I want. Mm-hmm. This is the partner I want. This is the relationship I want. This is the something, something. It reaffirms for me that I'm in the right place, doing the right thing for me. Yeah. So, okay. Now here's the one that obviously not everybody is gonna be like, this is not their thing. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, but we got to talk about it. We have to talk about it because we, as in JB and me, experience this. And that is sexual pleasure which the most common part is the orgasm, right? But Mm -hmm. we have absolutely had sex where there was no orgasm. Mm -hmm. And in that, here's where all these things layer, right? And there's nuance. Sometimes the sex is you are big D taking what you want from me because we have that kind of Mm pre-negotiated agreement and it's not it's a genuinely not about my personal sexual pleasure you you don't want me to be unhappy with it or sure, feel bad no. but this is a moment where you're like oh i'm getting off and i'm going to use whichever one of her orifices i can get to and there there will be a getting off of right mm-hmm. utilizing kayla's body and i agree to that and i fucking love it because the pleasure i get from that even if i don't get an orgasm from it is the service the submission the power the mm-hmm. the claiming of the, like, this is, like, my body is then mm-hmm. for a moment no longer my body, it is your it, body. It is my property. Right. <laughs> 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 that's, and that's not, and that can be an erotic pleasure. That can be yeah. sexually oh, arousing yeah. without mm-hmm. the orgasm, first of all. And second of all, it can hit all the other different pleasure buttons. Like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like... I'm feeling my real like baby girl submissive self. Like, ooh, I belong to him and I fucking love that feeling. And oh, he's so powerful. And that's like a turn on or that is, we go back to reaffirming sort of our roles. It's like, oh, oh, there's the big D. There's the power and control. It's not the leader. We, there's no leadership here. There is power and control. Take a daddy. Like, hell yeah, right? I cannot stop grinning Thank you. But then there are the times where we're doing orgasm control and mm-hmm. it's edging and it's orgasm denial and it's yeah. forced orgasms and it's it's painful orgasms, which <laughs> does get into the sensations, which is my like last one in this little list here. And then the pleasure is not just climactic, right? It's yeah. not just the orgasm. It is again, the submission. It is the control that you have. It is sometimes the pain, like I'm like, make it hurt, make it so overwhelming that I scream until my throat is raw and then I get to walk around with the sore throat reminder for like, that's delightful to me, right? Like make my body feel like we just did like a a four hour workout because every muscle clenched and unclenched over and over again, right? Um, And so even pleasure, in sexual pleasure from a submissive perspective, is highly nuanced, (laughs) like it's not just this one thing, which does bring me back to the pleasure doms give orgasms thing, makes me just cringe, y'all. It just does. And I know I've already annoyed the people who, some kindly, some not so kindly, uh, were DMing about their thoughts on how they didn't agree with me last week. It's fine. Um, But, you know, it's just, (sighs) pleasure is not, well, even when we're talking about a submissive pleasure it's, it's not even the right word because it's not enough to describe all of the different things that can encompass why you feel good about the thing you did. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's a it's a good broad term, but it, it it's not nuanced enough because the pleasure I and and the pleasure I experience from scene to scene can be different. Like there will be common threads True. of enjoying the power and control, enjoying yeah. the submission. Yeah. But then there's the, oh, I had orgasmic pleasure because mm-hmm. I love a good multi-orgasmic well, thing. I, or I had sexual tension and arousal without an orgasm because that left me needy and wanty yeah. and like.
1: And, and see, I think that's a slippery slope to slide down on to, um, you know, say, oh, you know that last scene we had that was really spectacular mm-hmm. and i want this scene to be like that scene right you know and it, and it's it, it's not going to happen not you know,
0: not like not, detailed.
1: not not to the precise detail right. because you're you're now talking about you know everything has to be in perfect alignment right i want to, to i
0: want to recreate the exact thing that happened this last time and you can recreate the activities Mm -hmm. but the way you respond will will, could be different right you could Um, be in
1: a different headspace you know the moon phase could be different temperature can be different right how your body
0: is feeling will be different like exactly how your partner applies the sensation will be different because Mm -hmm. I mean you can say I could say okay last time we played forced orgasms, you gave me like five of this, you edged me three times, right? Mm-hmm. And you could follow the that guideline again, but the amount of pressure you apply with your hand versus which, you know, how you hold the toy against me, the angle of the toy, like, yeah, it'll never be identical. And so mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with wanting the same type of scene multiple times, but I, to
1: expect the same outcome.
0: Right, and trying yeah. to chase a specific form of pleasure so that you can have it exactly like you had it last time. I think you set yourself up for disappointment. Correct. It's right up there with trying to chase subspace. Mm-hmm. Like ideally, ultimately what you do is you have a scene or a moment or whatever with your partner as a submissive that you consent to, hopefully you're excited about, mm-hmm. that has elements of what you what bring you pleasure in the moment, right? And then at the end of it, you walk away satisfied, happy to have done it, willing to do something with that person again. Like that is a form of pleasure. And if you get the same kind of orgasmic pleasure or erotic pleasure or sexual arousal Mm -hmm. that you got in a previous scene, that's wonderful. If you go to subspace, that's wonderful. But if those are the goals, then I think you're ultimately gonna be disappointed. The goal right. is to find pleasure in general that as you define it as pleasure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think that you have to be careful about chasing. I want to feel exactly like I felt mm-hmm. on this Tuesday at 8.30 while strapped <laughs> to this St. Andrew's cross. <clears throat> Wouldn't yeah. we all? Yeah, What? Yeah. quite frankly, I can think of some scenes where I was floaty almost immediately. I could take sensations that I never would have thought I could take the, Mm -hmm. the crowd because it was public play. The, the, the vibe and the energy of the crowd watching like all of that. And I'm like, Oh my God, I would kill to have that again. We may never have that exact moment again correct because it just doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. So, uh, let's see. And then the last one, Mm -hmm. because this is the one I, I would have put anyway but I had to put, because I have to give side eye to the sexual pleasure part of pleasure doming, sensations
1: Mm. as
0: pleasure. Now, the most common sensation that people think of when they think of the sensations we experience (laughs) in kink, that is pain. And I I get it, it's super common. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like to play with pain. I think what it gets forgotten is a lot of people also don't like to play with pain. True, true. And there are so many more sensations than that, that you can then derive pleasure. We, I use this example all the time because it, I think, rewired my brain a bit. You did a sensual massage scene with me where the control was I was not allowed to move. Mm-hmm. I could not, uh, and you dictated where and how much and with what pressure and blah, 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 how you touched me. And it was slow and it was sensual. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, I was, once I kind of have permission to like move a little bit, I was fucking writhing. He touched not a single like direct, very filled with nerves spot uh, area, (laughs) caused not a lick of fucking pain. None, none, no pain, which weirdly these days I'd be like, I'm sorry, you're gonna need to pinch something. Uh, What are we doing here? (laughs) this sensation was soft there was mm-hmm. pressure but th- n- nothing that i would ever classify as pain and it was delightful and it was still like top five scene we've ever done in all of our time together nothing about it was painful there wasn't even an orgasm i don't even think i think you we did all of that and then you kind of let me come down from it and then like separately i think we probably finished like we had sex yeah but it wasn't part of that moment. No. That moment was about you exploring my body and Mm -hmm. me giving up control and letting you and doing what you said, which was don't move. Ooh, that was really hard. Uh, I don't know if y'all can tell I'm a fidgety girl. (laughs) Uh Especially if I think if I can move my body at a certain angle, I can like get right under that fingertip here. I'll just, let me just twist. Let me just, oh, there, now you're touching me. scene is topping from the bottom. Not if you're both having a good time with it. (laughs) If I made him smile or laugh, no. (laughs) It's just being a sassy bitch. So I you know, it is always good, especially for newer subs and newer Doms, to Mm -hmm. remember that pain is not the only fucking sensation. Right. Sexual arousal is not the only sensation. (laughs) There's so many sensations. Now Mm -hmm. there are some sensations. I mean,
1: this baby girl right here, she loves her freaking butt rubs, okay?
0: Oh God. A warm hand sometimes my butt is cold not often hot flashes are real but just that yeah that it's soothing Mm -hmm. and then like you'll squeeze my butt and sometimes you'll squeeze it painfully and i fucking love that leave fingertip bruises on my body please jesus i love it but sometimes it's not painful it's just it's pressure it's it's also a a form of control like i could make this hurt worse Mm -hmm. uh, but i don't have to i can you know you control that i
1: got your attention i love it (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, there are sensations that some people would call painful and I wouldn't mm-hmm. when we do wax play paraffin wax the fucking hurts that shit hurts that shit hurts soy wax I don't consider it painful in the same way it's a warm sensation and sometimes it's a hot sensation like when you mm-hmm. step into a hot shower funnily enough I prefer a lukewarm shower <laughs> I don't like my water it's too hot um And that's the other thing to remember, the way you classify a sensation and experience a sensation is not necessarily how somebody else experiences it. And so Mm -hmm. one, there are sensations that you feel that you love that bring you pleasure. And when you try to then describe it to somebody else and go, oh, you'll probably love this, it feels like this. The reality is, is they may have a completely different experience with that sensation and they would never describe it the way you describe it because their body process- and their mind processed it differently. And so sensate- there's a lot of experimentation when you're playing with sensations to find, mm-hmm. like, what's the threshold of where it stops being a tolerable and there's still enjoyment and pleasure sensation and it it tips over into that's a hard limit, get it the fuck away from me yeah. kind of sensation. Um, JB loves to play on that line with me.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about.
0: It usually starts with a sting or a burn sensation with impact. And then how long can he stay in that one spot or how much can he amp up the intensity of the sensation before I'm screaming like yellow or red because I can't handle it anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there, the for me, the pleasure, we go back to things I've already said, the pleasure is not in the sensation. It's a sensation I tolerate and endure. The pleasure is in the submission. The pleasure is in the accomplishment of having endured it. The pleasure is in the pleasure he's going to give me after I do this thing for him, because I'm a good girl who let him have his fun. And now he's going to let me have my fun now. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I mean... I'm not a big feather soft. Like I know that a lot of people love to play with like um, gloves that have like fur on it or paddles that have a furry mm-hmm. side. And I say furry, like it's faux fur usually. Um, or yeah, feathers and feather gestures. That, I think if if I'm relaxed enough and I'm like not still in my head too much, I'd be fine with it. And quite frankly, it's not just the sensation, it's how it's applied. So I would never wanna say I would never enjoy that, but it is not a sensation I'm gonna seek out. I'm gonna seek deep pressure, thuddy, warm sensations. I'm gonna, I want it to be just intense enough that there's no way I don't know what it is but not so intense that I go, oh my God, I can't, I cannot, I cannot, I'm dying. Clearly I'm dying. My skin is being peeled away from my body, I'm dying. And there's a line and everybody has that line. Um, But yeah, I mean, anything can be a sensation. His fingertips running down my skin—that's a sensation, and it's not—it's not painful. I mean, his fingernails running down my skin can go from not at all painful to oh my god painful, and I'm usually here for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he'll do—he'll bite me sometimes, and it starts out. I'm like, okay, 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 and then he's like, oh no, I'm going to mark her, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, I'm dying. I. I i i have to endure or i have to say for what is happening (laughs) and then and this is marx's pleasure then i see the the result and the pleasure is the the satisfaction the pride that we're back to those words again Mm -hmm. of oh look i've been marked right so i think most of us kind of understand that there's a million different sensations to experience but just i think sometimes we need a reminder especially when you know we get too far into the well i knew that i didn't like pain and i wondered if i was kinky because i didn't like pain well you know pain is common yeah a lot of a lot of people like even just a touch of it but plenty of people don't it's right so many ways to experience pleasure as a submissive in general and kink more broadly yeah what else would you say? Because I've, I've said so far. I, I, think, I,
1: I think you have covered it quite well. And there's very little I can say on the subject at this point.
0: You know, I certainly have left some examples out, some other ways of describing mm-hmm. pleasure. Um, as I said at the top, these are the ways I sort of classify different parts of pleasure as a submissive from my personal perspective. So if there's other ways that I didn't think about, you know, feel free to share. And also remember that the way I'm feeling pleasure and describing it and what brings me pleasure and satisfaction and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It's unique to me. It does. You don't, you don't have to find the things that I find pleasurable. That doesn't have to mean the same thing for you. I think the acknowledgement is submissives ought to be experiencing pleasure, however they define it. And if their partner is not prioritizing on some level, I don't mean even like i I like that JB's like, I'm gonna make sure you get yours, but I'm gonna make sure I get mine too. That's the power of this, right? But I know that there are doms out there and these seem to be the people who tend to call themselves pleasure doms that have reached out to me is they prioritize their partner's pleasure. There's nothing fucking wrong with that, <laughs> but let's get real about what pleasure can mean because it's it's not as narrow as some folks want to talk about it. <laughs> And then of course, I always like to do the friendly reminder of fuck that person who thinks that the only pleasure a submissive should experience is their pleasure is the dom. Now, the other thing I was thinking about this earlier, it is very common and I don't think it's inherently wrong for a submissive to start out with, I want what my dom wants. I think I said this a little bit ago, right? Mm -hmm. My dom's pleasure is my pleasure. I think that can be a fun way to play. I think mm-hmm. there are plenty of submissives who will play with that. Right? They will right. have those scenes. We have had those scenes. Sure. But one, it should not be the standard for the entirety of the power exchange relationship. I'm given a lot of fucking side eye to a... I think it's fun to say this. I think it's fine if that's your ethos. Like mm-hmm. this is the the relationship is as the dom, I control it. My you know my pleasure is paramount. But then in a in a Subtle or not so subtle way, that Dom should be then saying, My pleasure is my partner's pleasure as well. What will bring true, me pleasure true, true. is making sure that they're having a good time at some point. Mm-hmm. Right. I think you can play with the language and the power of Dom's pleasure yeah. I mean, is they're, paramount, they're but absolute, that should not be the there reality. There are
1: absolutely times when, when your pleasure is my pleasure. Right. You know, so yeah, it, it goes both ways. It's got to go both ways.
0: And Rara points out, you know, you can lose yourself in that type of relationship, yeah. and I think that's that is very, very true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I think a lot of newer subs come in and they don't know enough yet about what they want or submission. And I know I've mm-hmm. said it, like I, I said it after the fact. I've said it, like we know one another, and I know what this is going to mean. I want what you want. Your pleasure is my pleasure, right? The only thing I want is whatever my dom wants, um, and I. I agree with Ra that you, you can lose yourself to that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for submissives to figure out what they like with their dom or independent of their dom, you know, however that works. The, the thing I'm gonna give the most side eye to, like I'm gonna be very forgiving of a submissive who feels that way, especially early days, because I'm gonna go, okay, you, you hadn't had enough experience yet. There's still more to learn.
1: Mm-hmm. You'll figure
0: out what you like and hopefully you'll learn how to communicate that. The person I'm giving the most fucking side eye to is the dominant who genuinely fucking is like out there saying and believing that their submissive's personal pleasure is in in no way a priority. Mm -hmm. And what makes this kinky and what makes this power exchange is that the dom gets what the dom wants. Look, in my perfect world, JB would have every fucking thing he ever wants ever in and out of kink and I would be the one to provide it realistically, (laughs) not a fucking chance. Never gonna fucking happen, right? Because some things you want, they're just not practical. Some things you want aren't actually safe enough to be, Mm -hmm. for us to be willing to take the risk. He's gonna want some shit that I just can't do because it's not, it's not that it's not pleasurable. It's that it's so miserable that I, my brain shuts down thinking about it, right? Like I I reject it totally. And that gets to be okay. The whole thing about finding any power exchange that will work for you, it's the Venn diagram of the doms, desires, needs, wants, what brings them pleasure, submissives, desires, wants, needs, what brings them pleasure, Mm -hmm. and where they cross and how much they cross over because it's in that middle part where you share commonality that you go, oh, this is where we can play. This is where we can have fun. And over time, it's entirely possible for somebody who said that's off limits, I'm never doing that, to go, actually... I've learned more about it. I feel safer. I trust this partner. I know mm-hmm. that there's different ways to explore this. I'm just fucking interested in it because I've been exposed yeah. to it more. And you can change your mind and then the the middle part of your Venn diagram, you'll come a little closer together and it'll grow mm-hmm. and expand together. And sometimes... <laughs> You have a Venn diagram with this partner, and then there's a connecting Venn diagram over here because you got a, maybe another <laughs> partner, and you can expand out that. Way. But that's mm-hmm. I think that's the the thing that too yeah. many people forget: where you're playing and finding mutual pleasure in power exchange is the crossover of your kinks, mm-hmm. your likes, your wants, mm-hmm. blah, 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 all that.
1: There, and I and I think too, there i'm uh, i'm thinking this is listening to you talk Mm. you know when you when you get a a a submissive that comes and says you know i want whatever you want for your pleasure that that's actually a to me that would kind of be a little bit of a red flag
0: we have classified it as a red flag before
1: um you know because that that's no different as somebody coming up and saying i have no boundaries
0: Yes, you do, Bobby. Okay, I mean, you don't yeah, know you what do. They are yet. You know, because
1: uh, again, somebody coming up and saying, "All I want is to give you your pleasure." Okay, well, my pleasure is I want you to cut off your left pinky finger. Right, right, right. Okay. And then that's you when know. somebody
0: finds immediately that they have a boundary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's the same same kind of thing there too. That mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, because it, it, it doesn't work. It ha- it, there has to be some kind of balance.
0: Right, and I think that once you know somebody well enough to have have negotiated where the boundary is what the Mm -hmm. limits are you know what you're mutually into that you would be willing to experience together and you've developed some level of trust to be able to do that i think then you can play in the pond of i want what you want yeah right because you've you've set the guidelines so that everybody is gonna be as safe as it is possible to be safe when Mm -hmm. you're getting kinky um and i think that's what gets missed it's like that's the fantasy we go back to the thing that we're constantly trying to do it's like yeah i get the fantasy is fun Mm -hmm. the fantasy is airbrushed in black and white and everybody has whatever their version of a perfect body is right Mm -hmm. however we actually live in reality (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and so you know none of us are doing kink wrong just because we can't have the fantasy in our head we're just we're just dealing with the reality that we have and the reality is you can right. play that way temporarily mm-hmm. but it should not be the first ever fucking scene and my personal opinion is that should not be the whole basis of the relationship whatever you want I want not not totally because mm-hmm. that. I think you can say that if you put the asterisk and the asterisk, the note at the bottom is, but my partner knows what I want and respects that. Like I've, I've communicated my needs. I've communicated what brings me pleasure. I communicated what does not bring me pleasure and I Mm -hmm. don't want, right? Like that's like the footnote that has to be there. If you're going to like swim in that, that pool of, of trying to have that kind of power exchange. And I know people who try to have that kind of power exchange, but it is, the best ones, the ones that are the most responsible, heavily negotiated, very clear, you know, limits yeah. and boundaries and and those are always respected. And that's how you can play with that. Um, I just think most of us have too many different sides to who we are to only play in that. I think that mm-hmm. you know, i'm I'm going to be a little nervous for a submissive who never in the entirety of a relationship with a dom feels like figures out what they personally enjoy, expresses it and gets to experience it in the way that works with their power exchange. Like what is happening here? Right. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that's a, typically that's not a well-rounded balanced power exchange is, you know? Yeah. But I also think we need to, get clear on what the fuck we mean by pleasure and to realize it's not just a specific sensation or an orgasm. Pleasure is so much fucking more than that, right? And the things that I get from my submission, my service, kinky sex, pain, the sensations I just like outside of pain, isn't just, oh, I'm super happy now. Or, oh, I, you know, I got off. Like, sometimes, yeah. yeah. But I feel so much more that I classify as pleasure. And it's what keeps me fucking going. And it's not just that I have a great partner who also communicates their needs with me and listens to me and respects me. One, that brings me a great deal of pleasure. Wow,
1: who are they? I'd like to meet them. You
0: stop that! Stop <laughs> that! And a have partner who within the bounds of our power exchange lets me be who the fuck I am. Like that brings me pleasure all by itself. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that goes back to, I know there can be, it can be like a fun little game. It can be a fantasy. Mm-hmm. It can be a scene to mm-hmm. fundamentally be different than who you are for the scene, right? Or to talk about the, I will you know, unmake you and remake you. And not, like, I'm not gonna say break you because that makes me very nervous because most people who are offering to break you are actually just being abusive households. Um, but you know, a submissive should, they might modify their behavior. They might mm-hmm. be trained to behave a certain way. There can be some, some fun times with that. But a submissive should be allowed to be basically who the fuck they are too. Right? right, like you should not have to minimize yourself, your entire personality, your thoughts, your opinions, to be in a healthy power exchange, and then not be allowed to admit that you're you're unhappy with that. Because I think that, yeah. I think that while it, it fits a fantasy or it fits, in the moment, the type of power exchange that maybe you're like, this is what I crave or this is what I think I want. I think it might work temporarily for some people, but not a lot. Hmm. But I think eventually you're gonna grow as a person or you're just gonna shift and change as a person because life shifts and changes, right? Mm -hmm. We've met too many people that what they've gone through, we would not call growth because they were just not that (laughs) self-aware. But the things that satisfy you, bring you pleasure, you're willing to do for a partner will over time shift and change. And if you've had to minimize who you are and convince yourself that not getting to be who you are in this relationship is making you happy. We're either going to be staying in denial even longer or there's just going to be misery at the other end there, right? Mm-hmm. Like a compatible partner sees who you are and goes, "Yeah, I like that. That that appeal that person appeals to me. That I want to be with that person right there." Mm-hmm. Now, power exchange, the subtlety and the nuance is but I might want them to behave in specific ways as my submissive under these circumstances, right? Like, it actually is not in my nature to be disrespectful to anybody, too much of a fucking people pleaser. But the rule being, I can say anything I wanna say as long as I'm respectful touches two things, right? One, it reminds me, I can say whatever I need to say. I am safe to do that. But two, it reminds me that, uh, look, actually, Kayla, when you get angry, you're a bitch from fucking hell if you feel safe. I'm gonna need you to, to, to pull back on that a little bit, right? <laughs> like, and that was not me fundamentally changing who I was to be his submissive. It was me choosing, I think rightly so, to modify my behavior while still being able to express myself freely. So he, air quote this, because it gets used a lot and I don't think people understand it, air quote, trained me to behave a certain way, right? There were consequences when mm-hmm. I was too, we couldn't call that shit sassy. <laughs> but I didn't have to be somebody other than who I am to do that, right. to then say I have found pleasure as a submissive, to have a dom who wanted to give me pleasure, because the person who wants you to fundamentally change who you are, they're they are not interested in your pleasure because they're not interested in who you are as an individual. Mm-hmm. They see, oh, you're a submissive. I'll make you into the submissive. I want you to be regardless of who you actually are. Correct. The pleasure you feel is usually is going to be temporary if you feel pleasure mm-hmm. at all. Typically, when people go through some version of that, they—that's when I get the email that's like, "Is this normal to be this miserable?" <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it might be typical. It's—it's it's not normal. No, yeah. it's not normal. No. So, that is my lecture for the day.
1: <laughs> <sighs> and what a fine lecture it was, Professor. <laughs> anyway okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) i could keep going but i think i'd just be talking in circles as i often
1: do okay
0: so i'm gonna say
1: all right so we're ready to move on to a bonus section sure okay so are we good
0: (laughs) yeah that's not for me to say keep
1: Keep it kinky kinky, y'all
0: and we'll see you next week Yes, girl. Can we talk to the crickets, please? Oh,
1: now it's we.
0: Sure. I did... I mean, I always do a lot of talking in these episodes. We know who I am. But I did, I think, more <laughs> than usual. Well, <laughs> no, you... Yeah. I kind of get to when it's a, a submissive Right. topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it,
1: it's a little hard for me to speak from that. that uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But... True. So. Okay. We. So, uh... Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We, we can speak to the crickets.
0: Okay. Uh, folks who have watched the <laughs> YouTube stream slash video, we're time traveling here, from the beginning, I probably already heard this, but yeah. um, <laughs> Lola is cannot currently be in the office with us and ha- had to go sit yeah. in her crate because she can't go outside in the backyard like she wants to.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: we currently are missing... Uh, a fence
1: fence along one side on
0: long because our neighbor uh, is getting a new fence right
1: the the fence on the one side is is actually our neighbors mm-hmm. um, and she is putting a n- new fence around her entire yard
0: mm-hmm. beautiful it's vinyl fence yeah it's it's, mm-hmm.
1: it's a beautiful fence mm-hmm. and um yesterday they came in and and ripped all the old fence out-hmm So, yeah, Lola cannot uh, go out in the backyard unsupervised, which means we put her in her harness yesterday, and um, she She has to stay in the harness until all the kerfuffle is over.
0: Yeah, once they get, and I think they're actually, they've started on the other side, so we'll be the last bit of the fencing, Mm -hmm. but once they get our side fully finished, which almost wasn't going to happen until Mm -hmm. you started making phone calls, and our neighbor sent apparently a strongly worded email, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, we were going to be left with a gap. Mm-hmm. that no, the, the fence company, people had come out, given her a full estimate, talked about where she wanted to move her fence to that would have caused our gap and then left it to her to explain to us, hey, this is what I'm doing with my fence. And yeah. she is not a fence expert. I would not expect her to go, oh, that's going to leave you with a gap. I wonder how that's going to be. Since we finally like realized, like, wait.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then, like, almost had to, like, I don't want to be, like, too hyperbolic here. It wasn't, like, the worst thing, but it was, like, the fencing company people were not bending over backwards to go, oh yeah, you are gonna have a gap. Uh, yeah. Here are your options. Right. Like we, between us and our neighbor kind of had to chase them down.
1: Mm-hmm. To be like,
0: hi, how can, how can you help us with the big ass hole we're gonna be left with? So the hole is gonna be fixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna yep. have a full fence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and it's gonna, it's, they're gonna finish the vinyl all the way down. Yeah. Uh, is it an expense we did not expect? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, Is it better than having a hole for however long it takes for us to purchase the materials, Mm -hmm. watch the YouTube videos, put up a slightly wonky
1: (laughs) session
0: and then let our dog out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. But Lola has this howl that... So she'll do like the 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 tester howl, like, oh, ooh, right? Like, are you listening mm-hmm. are you paying attention to me? And most of the time when she can come and go as she pleases, at that first howl, you're opening the door to let her let in. Let her right. out. If you don't immediately respond to the tester howl, we get into the howls that literally sound like you have broken her heart. Yeah. And she is sobbing.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Sobbing. Every submissive who's ever been broken up with that sobbing right there. That's what it's like. Okay. Yeah, and I can say is, that because I've been it, there. It's pitiful. Oh my God. To the point. I mean, our neighbor, Wendy, because that's the, our neighbor here. This is when we talk to because we don't really talk to these neighbors. Neighbor on on the one side who's getting a new fence has said, she sounds like she's just pitiful. And I'm like, you can hear her. But it's because when she's out, when Lola's outside and wants to come in, that if you don't immediately go to the door to let her in, she'll
1: she'll do that to come in as well. Yeah, which mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: means that if JB leaves to go somewhere, I am and I still do. I'm not. I don't stop my life because the damn dog. But if you if I let Lola out, I am terrified to go pee to go take a shower. <laughs> go answer the front door to get on a phone call and need like i would i spent a couple days but Mm -hmm. you were i think you were actually working in the shop and you were noise canceling earbuds so he can't hear shit other than his music while he's working and i was like i'll go take a shower and i'm i could hear her in the shower yeah water going and everything yeah and she just kept it up and then she'll die down and get kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. And about 30 seconds later she starts, back, starts up. back up. It's like, "Oh, in case you didn't hear me." Hear the first time. And so I'm trying to finish my shower as quickly yeah. as I can, and she's just steady going. Yeah, even our across the street neighbor got to see her cuz since she can't go in and out of the backyard, we got to take her on walks, you right. know, I got to do that. And you were taking her on a walk yesterday mm-hmm. and came across the ne- the across the street neighbor who he they're nice enough. We don't like, they're they're not people we would have, we would be friends with. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you know, but he loves. Oh oh yeah.
1: He adores her.
0: Oh my God. And so, and she adores him because she adores anybody who adores her. Um, (laughs) And he even commented, he's like, oh yeah, I hear you sometimes. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) They're going to think we are abusing this poor baby. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, and we were recording podcast slash video for Monday and she started up oh, God. and we eventually, I don't know how the cut's going to go because it was one of those things where we had to stop, pause, get her out of the room because she was howling so bad that then by the time we got her settled, I was like, what the fuck was I actually saying?
1: And so mm-hmm. that ought to be
0: interesting. But there are times where we thought, oh, she'll she'll stay calm. And it was just one or two little howls.
1: No, it was just the no, build up to the, uh, the oh, build to up. Owl. yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Build up. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, one side it's one side of our fence line is going to look beautiful. Mm-hmm. The other side, this is what's so funny. The side that desperately needs to be replaced. We don't own the the fence on either side. Those are our neighbor's fences. So we are mm-hmm. beholden to them Yeah. for whatever they're going to do with their fence. And our the neighbor on the other side, that's the fence that desperately needs oh, to yeah. be replaced. And they're, Clearly, the way they patched it up, it's like, okay, they're not in a position to replace the damn thing. I mean, it is at least standing at this point, And for a while, it wasn't quite vertical.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so and, uh,
1: I've done some patching to it myself. Yep.
0: And, yeah. <laughs> we've gone out there. We were still in PJs because it was falling down so bad. And he's like, got his drill thing. He's like, hold it up. I'm like, okay, when well, we're depending on me to hold something up, yeah. we are fucked. So yeah uh there was something else that i was gonna i was gonna leave for the bonus section and i can't think of what it was
1: hmm. um it was um, our trip to gainesville for the concert oh, we were yeah. Talk about that. oh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> mom pride just blasts out of my face okay <laughs> So this past Sunday, um, the oldest, and he had told us like f- f- for once, he told us like a month yeah. in advance. He's like, I have a performance Sunday, because February twenty fifth. Very
1: special reason to tell us right. in advance. And
0: he was like, and you have to be there. And I was like, well, I would be there regardless. But okay, thank you for actually telling me more than two hours before it starts. Uh, which is how he did the last type of performance like this. And it's not a full concert performance, it's his studio where he plays euphonium and it's euphonium players and tuba players. It's low brass kind of thing for any band geeks who know what that means. And so he's like, no, you have to be there. And he finally did like, like tell us before the concert, but getting to see it was a whole different experience. <laughs> so this performance, um, they had, it was, the professor explained was student led. So she put them into groups like quartets or whatever, gave them music and then they had to get their shit together as a group to be able to perform it for this performance. But the group decided they also wanted to do it as a whole ensemble. They didn't wanna just be in little quartets or whatever. And so um, that was student conducted because the thing is student led. One of the pieces that was played and conducted was all done by the 18 year old who has never conducted before in his life <laughs> and has been practicing at writing and composing music for a f- couple years, but had never like fully finished one and had it approved by, you know, fucking professionals. Yeah. Professionals who know what they're talking about. And so I knew we were gonna record it, like, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, JB, knows me better than I know myself. I'm sitting there, I I enjoyed where he did his little quartet with his little group, that was fine. And then it was time for him to come out and to conduct this piece of, it's this group is freshmen up to like doctoral level students. (laughs) Like it's an age range. And um, I pull my phone up, I'm gonna start recording it. And I look over and JB's got his phone up. And for years in high school, I recorded everything, but it meant that I could only watch concerts like through my phone camera, Mm -hmm. right? And it's it's a, it's a different vibe when you watch that way. And so I look at JB and he's got his phone up. I'm like, are you going to record this? And he goes, yeah, you don't have to. I'm like, oh, thank God. And thank God he did because the moment that child came out and put, holding the conductor one and put his arm up, the tears just, I've, like, I've done proud mom things with this child and I have cried every time. But I was holding myself back from weeping, audibly uh-huh. weeping yep (laughs) oh my god i was like and and then i was watching him like a hawk because i am enough of a former band geek to understand conducting a little bit but i've never done it i you it's one of those things you know what it looks like when it's done really well and you kind of know when it's not and you could tell he was a beginner he was so nervous and he did fine like he had been um The students in his studio, uh, a senior had given him lessons on conducting so he could do this. Like this was so much support. And so, but what I could tell is his mom is how nervous he was. So of course I was nervous for him, much like the very first trombone solo he ever played when he had never in band played trombone he was totally self-taught and then he had this like crazy ass solo and i'm sitting there holding my breath and crying at the same time somehow and
1: he had this beat and battered trombone oh my god garage sale so like five bucks
0: i've been there with witnessing him do a very brave thing for the first time as a performer and this was one of them but i was like i almost forgot to listen to the music because i was watching him conduct so I was like, if he falls out, I'm jumping down there. I'm gonna go, what am I gonna do? I don't know. So then, so weeping, weeping through this. Um, the whole performance thing finishes. And he had told us he couldn't, we have, when we do this thing, every time we go to one of his performances, we go get Culver's afterwards. Um, he was like, I can't do that this time. I've got to yeah. immediately go from this performance to pep band practice. To doing homework in, all in the same building because it was yeah. music related. So it's like, okay, we're only gonna get like 30 seconds with him. This is, this is how you know they're growing up, I guess, in a healthy way. We had to stand in line to get to talk to him because his fellow band folks, his studio members were congratulating him and talking mm-hmm. to him, whatever. And then one friend came down and talked to him. And then another friend who was in the part of the group came down and we're just standing there. Like at some yep. point, he'll come see his... His Family, fiddle, fiddle on
1: our thumbs. I hope he doesn't forget us. You know. Right, but yeah. Now that he's 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 famous, you know, he just took <sighs> us to the curb. But
0: so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I forgot to my mom. I got to see my mom for part of a day on Monday, um, mm-hmm. and I meant to to get your phone and sh- either show her or try to send the video. I don't know if it's too long to actually be sent. I'll have to. But see, she has it, an iPhone. I could have like dropped it to yeah. her. Yeah, forgot. It's, it's five and a half minutes. I think that might be too long to, to send. I'll have yeah. to find another way. But yeah. So yeah, proud, proud parent mm-hmm. moment. Um and then he was, I think I try not to be embarrassing <laughs> in a, an obvious way, but you know, I exist, so therefore I embarrass my children. And so I hugged him, told him how proud I was of him, said, Sorry, I cried, I, mean, I was still drying my tears, even though like it had been several <laughs> minutes at that point. And he, he he was he was smiling and he like looked proud but also he was like oh my god shut up mom you could see that look on his face he wouldn't say it to me publicly <clears throat> he would wait till it was private and he could be a little shit about it but um yeah so yeah it was good mm-hmm. that was yeah good. it was very cool and then we but go back didn't... in a couple of weeks because he's got a, another performance
1: the the symphonic band yeah mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. 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 And I know it was just like oh. And then I was really excited because I was like, this means we have his first ever time conducting recorded. And so as he goes through college and then whatever he's going to do, you know, specifically afterwards, it's like, oh, we get to watch the evolution and be like, yes. when you're really good at this, let me pull out this video <laughs> <Right. laughs> remind you of where you started. <laughs> right. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it's funny when um, he, he first, became interested in band when he was in middle school he would not practice he would fight tooth and nail about practicing and there there were times um, he would be like if i just blow in the mouthpiece in the closet is that enough
0: <laughs> yeah he was a trumpet <laughs> player so he could yeah. you know yeah just use his mouthpiece mm-hmm. a little
1: bit So that was, uh, you know. It is fun. It's wild
0: to see the evolution from. Yes. Trumpet player who never practiced, but eighth grade graduation, he helped compose in a a much looser sense of the term, Mm -hmm. a piece that they played at eighth grade graduation when he finished middle school. Yeah. Should have known then to ninth grade where he does high school band for the, and he does marching band for the first time. And in marching band, if you don't know, there's a lot of shouting. There's a lot, sometimes there's dancing. There's mm-hmm. wild moves that if you are not used to it, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? there's lots of school and team pride. Like it's just part of the nature of it. And in ninth grade, he was like, I am never dancing and I'm not shouting anything. And by his senior year, he was the loudest person.
1: He was was leading the charge and getting
0: on to little freshmen who would not yell (laughs) or dance. And I was like, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it was, it's funny. The evolution has been amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And now he is playing an, his main instrument minimum on most days of the week, three or four hours. Like, it's just. Yeah. I mean, he'll, he'll go to the practice <laughs> rooms at, like, midnight if that's the time he has in his day to get some practice in. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I cannot even imagine. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. Very proud of him. Mm-hmm. Very, very, mm-hmm. very proud uh, mama for sure. Yeah. So. Yep. yep. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I guess it's same old, same old. Mm-hmm so could we keep talking of course we could because we're real good at that mm. are we gonna we should stop mm, probably we should stop. stop we got to, we need to take lola out yeah <laughs> take her for a real walk yes
1: yes 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 um so yeah that's mm. it
0: for us this week yep Uh, i have no clue what we're talking about next week uh we will have we'll to figure, figure that it out <laughs> um we'll figure it out so we will mm. catch y'all next week.
1: Thanks for joining us and mm. being here with us,
0: especially to the bitter end. Yeah. Uh okay. Mm. Bye. Bye.